Welcome to Anabaptist Mom Talk. My name is Christy, and I am a believer in Jesus, walking out my Christian life within the Anabaptist culture. And I always have lots of thoughts swirling in my head. So let's get to it. Thanks for joining me today. I am coming back with a conversation that is near and dear to my heart because it is something that I have wrestled with for years up until maybe the last five years, God revealed to me a truth about his word that has really brought clarity to me in the midst of what a lot of us would call mom guilt. Um, As a teenager, I had a lot of self-reproach. I would leave parties and just be like, that was so dumb. Why did I act that way? And then that kind of attitude carries into your life as a mom. You lay in bed at night and you're like, I was terrible. I was horrible. I'm a terrible mom. And so we have all these messages coming at us from the world around us that are trying to falsely portray the love and forgiveness of Christ. And so they tell us, you're doing great, mama. You got this. You're amazing. And you're just supposed to tell yourself that. Like positive self-talk is supposed to replace the I'm so terrible, I'm so awful narrative, which really is just a pendulum swing the other way of false hope, of a false truth. And recently I was, well, I say recently, haha, life goes by fast. Yeah, like five years ago, I remember just doing my Bible reading and getting to the passage in Matthew um, 26 into 27, where Peter denies Jesus. And we all know this story. You know, this is a story we grew up hearing as children, where um, Peter's like, I will never deny you. And Jesus is like, I tell you, (laughs) you will deny me three times before the rooster crows. And Peter's like, I would die before I do that. And we all know he does it. He denied Jesus. He denied knowing Jesus. He denied anything to do with Jesus. He turned his back on Jesus three times before the rooster crowed. And if you read here, and uh, I'm just going to read it because it's just can't. It's just so good. Matthew 26, 74. Then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. This was the third time. And immediately the rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the sayings of Jesus before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. So we see intense sorrow and regret from Peter. Meanwhile, let's keep reading. Chapter 27, you go down to verse 3, and it says, Then when Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he changed his mind and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priest and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. They said, What is that to us? See to it yourself. And throwing down the pieces of silver into the temple, he departed, and he went out and hanged himself. So both of these men, both Peter and Judas, they denied Jesus, both of them. But what do we know about Peter? Jesus built his church on Peter and Peter's ministry and Peter's 
preaching the gospel. Peter was a pillar of the Christian church. He is a pillar of what, you know, like we have learned so much from Peter and he has taught us so much through his writings and his life and blows my mind the difference of repentance versus self-hatred. And Satan's tricks are still the same today. He does not want us to have true repentance. He would rather that we stay stuck in the camp of self-hatred or join the camp of the world with false hope and false truth that we got this and that we're enough. It's like, no, when we realize that we have sinned, the thing to do is to be like, Jesus, I am sorry. Forgive me. I ask that you would cleanse me and make me new. And we know God's word tells us he is faithful and just to forgive us. Jesus cannot lie. The Bible cannot lie. Do we believe that to be true? Because if we believe that to be true, it doesn't matter whether we feel forgiven. If we have truly repented and we have asked Jesus to forgive us, we need to trust that because he says he will forgive us, that he will do it because he's God and he gets to decide how he deals with this. And so it's so beautiful. And I'm so thankful for the forgiveness of Jesus when I don't deserve it. And so when I'm lying in bed at night, if I hear the narrative, you're such a bad mom, you're so stupid, it is a red flag of, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is there something in my life that I need to repent of? Do I need to go back and apologize to one of my children or to all of them? I've had that happen at the breakfast table. I have had to make a mass apology like, everybody, I am so sorry for yelling last night and losing my head. I was wrong. Will you forgive me? Like, that is conviction. And the worst thing you can do with that is to stuff that down and just say, it's okay. I'm a good mom. I'm overwhelmed because I have so much happening. It's understandable. I'm doing the best I can. That is that is not from God. But it is also, it is also not from God for us to be like, I am the worst person. I am a horrible mom. I am so terrible. Like that is just punching ourselves. That is beating ourselves with the, with Satan's lies. We are making agreements with Satan when we're saying those things. And that is not the camp that we want to be in. So whenever you hear those words, use it as an opportunity to take it to the feet of Jesus with your hands open, asking God, I'm hearing these negative narratives about myself or about a situation I was in or whatever it is and ask Jesus to shine his light on it. Ask him to reveal to you if you need to be apologizing. Do you need to be repenting? Or is this an attack from the enemy to bring you down, to bring to bring shame in places where you're not meant to be shamed in? We see in First John, First John 4 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist anyone who is against Christ, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you, the spirit of God, like spirit, okay? He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world. 
the people telling you, you're a good mom, just forget that mom guilt. You know, the spirit of the world wants to lie to us about these things, okay? And also, the same thing of, you're stupid, you're the worst, you're terrible. Also, not from God. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than you who is in the world. They are from the world. Therefore, they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So good. I love first, second, and third John. But that is first John four, the beginning of first John four. So good. Just this reminder of the more we read the word, first John also, well, the book of John talks a lot about abiding in the word. Ladies, if we are not reading the word, we are not going to be able to to have discernment to discern the voice of the enemy versus the voice of truth. And so we've got to, first of all, be reading the word so that we know the truth about God. And then his truth outshines the lies of the enemy and it gives us discernment. And we can go back to his word for clarity on these things and praying and hearing from him. As we're reading his word, we are learning to know his voice so we can distinguish it above the voice of the world and of the enemy. And so, yeah, when we have these narratives coming into our heads about being stupid and terrible, sometimes there's a bit of truth to it. And that's where we can fall into the self-hatred camp because it might be true. We might have really been terrible. I have really been terrible to my kids sometimes with losing my head. And so I have to be honest about that and have to first repent to Jesus and ask his forgiveness. And then I have to take it to my children and ask their forgiveness because I've sinned against them. And I want them to to know the love of the Father. And if I am sinning against them in my anger and never making it right, they're going to not have an accurate picture of the love and forgiveness of Jesus. And children are just so beautiful in the way that they're so willing to forgive. But at the same time, if I have also, um, as a child, I experienced one time an adult asking for my forgiveness, and I knew the right thing to do was to forgive them, but I was hurt by what they had said. So when they asked me to forgive them, I actually pushed back into it, and I was like, but you shouldn't have done that. And do you know what that adult did? They yelled at me and blew up at me, round two which really cemented a thought in my head that this person is actually not sorry. And so I have taken that into my motherhood that if I'm going to apologize because it's the thing that Jesus wants me to do, sometimes I apologize even if I actually don't feel it because it doesn't matter. Like I know that I've sinned and I'm wrong. And so even if I'm still frustrated with a child, if I sinned, I have to make it right with them. And I desire to have the feelings, but sometimes obedience, you do it even if you don't have the feelings for it. Thankfully, it does not happen very often, but there have there has been times where I have not been able to get over my own emotion, but knowing that I hurt them, I know that I need to make it right and I need to I need to apologize because as a follower of Christ, that is what Jesus wants me to do. Anyways, I digress. Going back to my thing about taking that situation of my childhood into my parenthood, I have told myself that when I apologize, if my children push back and they bring back up the thing in my face that I did wrong, I need to have open hands and just be like, you're right. I was wrong. And I am so sorry. 
and to not try to make excuses for it um, and to just have conversation with them about it. You know, how did that make you feel? And trying to bring into play restoration along with the apology is really important as well. So anyways, love the example of Peter and Judas, two men who both had the same level of sin. They both denied Jesus. They both did something terrible. And yet Peter had repentance where he went out and wept bitterly. He was so sorry, whereas Judas turned to self-hatred and so much self-hatred that he killed himself. So you can see like the difference of when we take our sin of the awful things we've done and repent, there can be forgiveness and not just forgiveness, there can be life and abundant life because we see that in Peter. We see if you you read the Bible and you read about Peter, there is abundant life there. And the man's not perfect. I love Peter because he is not a perfect character. And yet God just keeps redeeming his mistakes one after the other, one after the other. And it's so beautiful. His story just is one. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Just I think because I can relate to him with being a little bit blundery with my words, um, just the way he can be at times. But his God, God is so kind and so good the way that he uses willing people who love him despite their mistakes. And we see that in Peter. So I want to just bless you as you work through the mom guilt. I I just encourage you to keep taking it to Jesus. Ask him if what you're hearing is true, if there's truth to it. It's probably not true if it's mom guilt. It's probably not true. But is there truth to it that you need to repent of so that you can have more abundant life by having your sin exposed? It's a beautiful thing to have our sin exposed by Jesus. He is the kindest person to expose our sin. Um, Or is what you're hearing lies from the enemy that is not true? And if that's happening, girl, get out your Bible and start reading the word. Fill your mind with truth to replace the lies that the enemy is bringing against you. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks so much for joining me this week. 